This is The Big Sci-Fi Podcast. The biggest, most fun podcast in the galaxy. We're Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, and we love talking all things science fiction. This is season four, but our human adventure is just beginning as we gather around our computer consoles to discuss the science fiction of film, television, and literature. Join us on our quest for fun and fascination as we go where no podcast has gone before. Everyone has permission to come aboard the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, but make sure to find your seat fast because we're taking off in three, two, one. Hit it. This podcast is a part of the Trek Geeks Network. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. These are the words said at the beginning of every episode of TOS. It has also been used in other Star Trek series, episodes, and movies, and has always been the benchmark of what Star Trek was all about. However, it seems that this second season of Strange New Worlds has made that statement more present in each and every episode. We had a musical. We had a crossover episode that included animation. We explored the issues of PTSD. We even had more of the Gorn. It showed that this series isn't afraid to explore strange new worlds of stories and storytelling. Good day from planet Earth. Today, the intrepid voyages of the big sci-fi podcast will embark on a mission of discovery. We will be reviewing and discussing the second season of Strange New Worlds. But before we begin... Let's introduce the crew of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, and they are, in order, our ship's captain, Brian. Hey, I wish I would have been doing the, while you're doing that intro, but I missed it. It's gone. The moment's passed. I'm sorry. He still got it in there. That's good. Our ship's science officer, Adina. Hi. And you know, while you were doing the opener, you did a great job, but I was like, like Adina, think of a joke. Adina, think of a joke. I, I was just trying to like think of it, it. Just begged for some kind of like jokey interruption. Like couldn't think of one. I do want to say that you nobody interrupted his intro like you guys interrupted mine last week. I just want to say uh, this is because these are sacred words. We don't interrupt the <laughs> sacred words. Indeed, I bow to that. I bow Except down when to we that. do, yeah, <laughs> something funny to say. And our ships. Counselor Chris. Hello. I got to pull, ca- uh, sorry, not Captain Kirk, Han Solo's hyperdrive lever in Disney World. And it was amazing. I'm so oh, excited about that. Wonderful. Did you, you went on the Millennium Falcon ride? I did. It was yeah. so cool. That's I was great. like a kid. It was a dream come true. I got to pull the lever. That's all I did can say. Did they make you it's an engineer? You didn't get to be the pilot? Uh, well, no, I was the. I don't know. There was like the, there was like two pilots. There was two like pilots, left, yep. There's like two an pilots, up and down, an engineer and, and a right. gunner. And so I was up and down. Yeah, I, that's the best. Way oh, to you know, you it. did. You see, so you were so you were at on the front. You were actually controlling the up and down. What's that called? The, the pitch of the uh? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, that's the term. All right. The and, up and the down. <laughs> and up me, and the down. 
Mr. Science all the way. <laughs> and me, I'm Steve, the guy in the red shirt that has different re- reoccurring roles in every episode. So since this is a second season review, if you have not watched Strange New Worlds, shame on you. Mm. For that, you will be <laughs> just, marooned just... on SETI Alpha 5 until no! you have seen all 10 episodes. Otherwise, <laughs> spoiler alert in big red letters. And with that warning out of the way, engage the main viewer. Okay, wait a second. So what? you're saying I have the option to just be on SETI Alpha 5 and watch TV all day? Yeah, but they saw the living conditions. Well, actually, living know. conditions would make you want to stay indoors. Actually, and watch. If we're if we're sticking to the timeline, City Alpha Five is actually pretty nice right now. You you can That's like true. survive for another what is it, thirty years? Because it's fifteen years after original series, which is fifteen years after Strange no, New no, Worlds. No, 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 long no. As, was, long as was... you have an evacuation plan. Oh, sorry, Khan well. said. That it was laid waste like uh, six months five, or so yeah, after. Right. Six so, months after we were but left still here. A few years on a paradise yeah. with nothing to do but watch TV. I'm in. Why not? Mm-hmm. Do it. <laughs> we have now come up with a new vacation plan. <laughs> big sci fi podcast vacation plans. Stay on SETI Alpha 5. Enjoy nothing but on food. Did you guys yes. know that they originally cast Khan's children? To be in the movie too. I just read this recently. What you mean, they actually Mondo's children? Yeah, the, in Star children. Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. They recruit. They were gonna. They had actors already, pay, you know, cast in everything to play Khan's children in the oh, film. Okay. Oh, okay. So they decided so what... to leave it out, and I don't remember if it's because it just didn't work out. It looked cheesy, or if they decided. Because that was one of the questions. If they've been here this long, where are the children? Mm. And so originally they even, I think, filmed, I think I saw some stills of them filming the kids in that original scene. So, But a lot of the crew members were members of his entourage were much younger than he was. Yeah, so, that was so, that was the and weird. It was what twenty five years that went by, or something like that. Yeah, like so, fifteen years. So it's very assumed that these were the children that did grow up and become his new gang mm. of. Mm. I don't he know. doesn't mention it, mm. it's it, it's sketchy. There's a lot of it's a great movie, but there's a lot of weird logic There's issues, some imperfections. And well, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. why we love it. But anyways. I just thought so, I'd mention that, and I'm well, happy that, to hear that you guys didn't know that. I, I feel smart. And for just while we're talking about Khan, let me just say, remember everybody, <laughs> Khan now lives in Toronto. He could go to the, the St. Lawrence Market to get a backpick on a bun. There you go. There you you go. got to protect him. See, it's on you, Chris, to protect him. <laughs> oh, don't cause... worry. I visit him every week. Okay, it's fine. Good. We're all good. 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 Episode three. We'll get there. All right. We'll so let us discuss Strange New Worlds, if you don't mind. And I think the number one question I'm going to ask you was, what was your overall review of season two? Mm. We'll start in alphabetical order. We'll go with Adina first. All right. Short answer or long answer? Whatever you feel like saying, <laughs> it's going to be either an hour episode well, or a two-hour yeah, episode. Yeah, well, I'll start off with just two thumbs up on the uh, on this. But I've got okay. When we get to talking about the comparisons between season one, I that's where I got a lot to say. But for the moment, okay, two thumbs up. All right. Brian comes next after B. 
Yes, yeah, right. A, right? That's pretty good. That's right. B is for Brian. Um, yes. A, B. Yeah, I'm next. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, there you go. I, I would say that I enjoyed this season. Not as much as season one, though. Yeah, I think it has some very good moments and very good episodes. But okay. overall, I think I enjoyed season one a little bit more. But I would also say there's probably two or three episodes I like in this season that I would put above many episodes in sec- in season one, too. So very good. Chris, a fun and fact, C is for Cookie. Did you know that? C is for Cookie, but fun fact with right. the letter C, it actually comes after A and B. So I'll say this is going to resist, <laughs> but I'm of the similar mind where I really, really liked season two. Not quite as much as season one, because I thought season one was like almost perfect. But season two, for the most part, I think was a lot stronger than a lot of the other series that we've gotten in Trek so far. So even though it's not quite as strong as season one, it's still up there in like some of the best Trek we've seen in the last 10 years or so. I think mm-hmm. that's a fair story. Th- I think I can agree with that. Okay. Get behind that. And by the way, C is for Canada. Yes, that's also true. Ah, that's right. That's right. Thank you for bringing that up, Brian. And <laughs> for me, um, I love season two. I think it's giving me very much conniption fits of deciding, is it one of the best episodes, best seasons that I've enjoyed of Trek only because of its innovation? And their attempt to try new things and try different things that, in most cases, worked out exceptionally well. So I guess it answers the second question. Was this as good or worse or better than season one? And I think the consensus here is that yes and no. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you all agree that there is, yes, there are certain segments of it that were better than season one. But season one had its own special qualities as well. Yeah, I I love the ass. I love the thinking outside the box they did mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. season two. Like I I just bravo and my hats off to the producers and creators and mm-hmm. people that had the power to make these decisions, and then the people that implemented them. Um, yeah. From the writers to the special effects to the music to the actors to everybody, I just it's very well done. And I love the out of the box. I think they had to think out of the box, Mm -hmm. honestly, because I think I think the two biggies in science fiction entertainment, Star Wars and Star Trek, are both facing that right now. They have to think outside of the box to keep people coming back like there's risk taking that has to happen. And I agree with you, Steve. I think that. For the most part, the risks they took this season paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. They have to take risks, but yet still hold that true feeling to their franchise, to their respective franchises. It's got to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's so cool because one of the things I don't think that Trek gets enough love for is that even though all Star Trek is Star Trek, you can do so many different genres within it. You can have a legal drama. You can have a whodunit. You can have a horror yeah, movie, that's a, a musical point. now. So it's just like <laughs> so great to see that, but taking it to the next level where it really is so different than what we've seen before. And that is very true. And that's what made this season 
why I keep going, strange new worlds of Star Trek. They did exactly. try different things. But again, since this is a storyline that's in between Enterprise and TOS, that it has to fit in there. Yes, there is technological differences. There's uniform differences, things like that. But because it's in between, they can have this. And then it can evolve into what became TOS. Oh, um, it's in between, you know, but it's really close to TOS. It's, yeah, only 10 so years. Yeah. It's only yeah. supposed to be 10 years before. And we've already seen how many characters that we know. Like mm-hmm. and in the last episode, they just introduced, you can, know, the next the next one. Can I can I uh, go ahead? Share my make my big confession that I'm mm-hmm. sure. You know, no one's going to hear this. Like, it's not like we're recording this or anything. This is not going to go <laughs> out to the world. So I'm sharing this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold among on. Friends. This is supposed to go out to the world. We're supposed to be. Oh, no, it's not. No, famous. It's not. It's all good. <laughs> um, so I, I think it. like I'm going to blame being very tired because I was not able to watch uh, the episode on my vacation because even though it's an American show, I couldn't watch it in Florida because of the VPN stuff. So I was trying to sort oh, that out. And I didn't have enough time. So I was able to watch it last night and this morning. And the problem is last night I was very tired. And so I was really embarrassed because it took me way too long for me to realize, oh, that's Scotty. They had to say Scotty. Oh. And I'm like, what's going on? How can I not tell? It's a dude with so, a Scottish accent in but- a red uniform. Why was Why did it take me so long to realize? Or why did they have to say, oh, my name is Scotty for me to go, oh, that's Scotty. Mm-hmm. That was just really embarrassing. <laughs> hmm. That was my uh, thing. And I've been trying to figure that out all day. Well, I mean, did you figure it out the first time he mentioned his name after they were speaking for about a minute? Well, when he says his name is Scotty, I, re- well, I was he- like, okay, that's Scotty. But I don't know why it didn't jump in immediately. I was thinking like, okay, who is this random guy as I was like nodding off? Mm-hmm. And then well, it wasn't I'm Scotty. It's, you know, I'm Lieutenant junior grade Montgomery Scott. That was his first introduction. Mm-hmm. Right. He was, so Scotty came later. Saying right, Scotty like, came later. Yeah, Montgomery Scott, though. Like, yes, he didn't say he was Scott, but he said Montgomery Scott. So I re- okay, it's Scotty. But yeah. I didn't realize it took me too long. I mean, it was only Basically, a minute or so in. It's yeah. still kind of embarrassing. I'm like, with my with my Trek credit, I'm like, I got to know. It's like, oh, that must be Scotty. <laughs> but well, yeah, he didn't, just come he out didn't and say it. obviously look yeah. like Scotty, but you know what I found interesting? I really felt uh, like we should look up the actor's name because we're talking so much about him now because mm-hmm. I think he deserves credit because I think he did a fantastic yes, job. He's yeah, he did great, a great job. He's got a great accent. Scotty. But I think he patterned uh, the way he talks more after... Uh, uh what's Simon, his what's Simon his pick yeah i think he yeah. patterned it more after simon Pegg's take than really? he did yeah james oh, Deacons. I, I hear more of simon Pegg's version and i like it i think it's great you know so so two things one thank you for backing me up i appreciate yep. that that's gonna be laughed at so i appreciate the support but about the accent it almost seemed like it was because I I'm, I need to go back and like listen to Scotty's accent, but that was never like a realistic Scottish accent. That's what I've always heard mm-hmm. from people. Okay, and well. so the fact that this accent is actually Scottish, well, it threw me off because he, it sounds he is Scottish. There you go. Yeah, Thank you, the actor Adina. Is they decided they wanted to have an <laughs> actual Scottish actor yeah. to play wow. the role, so that the accent was legit. Even though James Doohan did a great job. Oh my goodness! Yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah. For I sure. mean we loved we loved mm-hmm. the. I mean, who, did we not love the Russian accent uh-huh. either from from? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my gosh, Walter Koenig. Walter Koenig. Sorry, uh-huh. Mister Koenig. Mm-hmm. Um, please keep yeah. living and living and living. Um, He's doing but, well, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we. I just I think we love the cheese of it too, mm-hmm. and I think even in this gentleman's uh accent he's still putting in some of the emphasis that james doohan did you mm-hmm. know like there's they still have to maintain some of that yeah cheese in it too i yeah. think i mean so. i love simon Pegg and i love the casting of the jj abrams like i think they did a great job with casting but i think martin quinn this guy yeah. is a better yes. young Agreed. scotty versus yeah. simon Pegg. Yeah. This yep. guy, this guy channels, you know, Jimmy Doohan. I like feel, I feel like, and I, I, I love how Simon Pegg portrayed him. He did mm-hmm. great. I love, yeah. yes, he, he was definitely a big part of the humor in the JJ mm-hmm. films. Yes, um, and loved it. Loved almost all of his scenes. I would love to talk to him and express that to him. Simon, um, but we'd he like to have you on our show. Yeah, come on. He didn't really sure. look like. There wasn't a resemblance as you could kind of see Chris Pine. You could see a resemblance with Kirk Spock. Mm. They definitely tried mm-hmm. uh, to make look uh, like you know her, all those things. So, well, you know, I digress do... though. It's not. It's no, no, no. Your Simon, point is Pegg, your... Simon, you know, the character of Montgomery Scott that Simon Pegg played be in the alternate universe. One, he was older than this than this kid is. You know, so more mature and also mm-hmm. had taken a different, less savory path through, through Starfleet. He's kind of a, very like, true. he was yep. kind of a, you know, he that wasn't, multi-universe thing just yeah. throws me off. Yeah. So it wasn't, it's, yeah, it's, it's Montgomery Scott. If he gave, gave the finger basically to anyone who gave direction <laughs> kind of, you know, so yeah. you, you know what I mean? It was a different, yeah. he was relegated, mm-hmm. you know, he's still just as smart, at, you know, he's mm-hmm. that, but he's you know, different path in life, not the Boy Scout thing. And the same thing with Kirk and, you know, stuff yeah, too. Yeah. But it sounds like that, like, because he was still around in Enterprise's time, in Archer's time. So it sounds like he was a prime, like it did, his diversion didn't really start until the, right? Because wasn't he, yeah, because he has that whole line about, oh, I was transporting no. Archer's dog. Remember it this, yeah, up. but this was not, this was not Porthos. It could have been definitely one of its, many generations because it seems like you know this he sent the admiral's dog oh, oh boom okay. yeah yeah and actually in the in the book and at the at the end of the book porthos does so or this that. beagle does reappear out of the transporter so uh, that's where it gets tricky because like they all exist in the prime universe but then their timelines change when the right. intersection happens but correct but that yeah that's a whole other topic so yeah. what i'll say but about Let's Simon. stick. Let's stay the stay with oh. Strange New World. Well, oh yeah, so for sure. Can we, can we talk say... about Strange New Worlds in the Prime Universe and stuff? Because sure. I've got, I'm, say... I'm dying to say something. I'm dying. Go ahead. No, I got one, Scott, one Scotty comment. Go, go oh, ahead. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say about Simon Pegg. He played Scotty more comedically, where Scotty was yeah. always funny, but he didn't play him as a comedic character. He just had funny mm-hmm. moments. Where I feel like this Scotty is more like that word. It's like, he's a serious character with slightly funny dialogue, maybe, but he didn't we'll play see how it like Simon Pegg, yeah. where it was like played 
more for humor because Simon Pegg is a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think maybe that's also why this new Scotty seemed more like regular Scotty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Can I? Okay. Do you have the floor? Okay. Because you, you mentioned Prime Universe and stuff, and I'm I'm struggling with something here. Okay. So what I did in preparation for tonight for recording this today is I yes. didn't just rewatch season two. I rewatched season one and season two all together, wow. strung it all, all together. 20 episodes. Wow. And then I went and watched the original series episode arena. Uh, okay. okay. And really? I've got two, two totally different observations. Number one is just when I think about, cause when we started watching season two, I was a little up and down on the first couple episodes. Like they had their moments. I kind of liked them, but I was struggling mm-hmm. compared to season one. When I watched them all together, it was seemed way more seamless and it didn't seem as disconnected or something. It seemed, it seemed great. Like the whole thing. Mm. And it occurred to me, we're used to, I don't know if the the word used to is right, but back in the TNG era, you know, seasons were 20 something episodes long. Mm -hmm. I don't think this show an episodic show like this is meant to be only 10 episodes. So what you're saying so, is you are going to start a writing campaign mm-hmm. to ask for at least a 20 episode season. I am the new Bajo so Tremble. You, <laughs> but so you're, you're saying that it felt like season one, like if like, uh-huh. it it's just like, like all one continuous, season. Yes. And I, and I liked it and that was great. Yeah, it's cool. Because it, you, you dropped off the end of season one dovetailed right into season mm-hmm. two and it, it felt much more continuous and then season two episode two mm-hmm. concluded the issues mm-hmm. established yes. in the end of season one and in the beginning of season two so you're right yeah and it, that's good it's much if it, better if it if if it just doesn't you don't see the continuity yeah. from one season cliffhanger to the next right well, because it, it wasn't entirely the same kind of cliffhanger like what we've been faced with yes. now at the end of season, which I want to I want to mm, mention. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I think, you know, 10 episodes work for something like Picard, where mm-hmm. that 10 episode season is that a full arc. You know, it's not episodic. It is an arc. And so, OK, mm-hmm. an arc for 10 episodes. But this where we're back to episodic thing with kind of little arcs in the background that you need to resolve. It, 20 episodes makes way more sense. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, that's that's my one of my still complaints about this series, and it's not a, a problem. Is that it's too short? Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. think because of production costs, yeah, and I get that. That it's, might yeah. be the reason why they're yeah, you know, and, just and sticking I, to ten episodes, right? And I, but I feel like they're losing something by do, they're losing something yeah. by doing that. And now I'm very upset about this cliffhanger. Because back in the day, you know, when we had Next Generation, whatever, if they did a cliffhanger the way like an end, a true end of season cliffhanger with, you know, to be continued. Mm-hmm. Okay. We knew all we had to do was wait a summer. Yes. For the resolution. Yes. In this current climate, we're going to be waiting a year or more for that. And yeah. that is. I don't, be- I don't believe that. That is, that's right. No, well, no, because of the strike, I, I know you don't it could be. True, but like, that's, it's like, that's how these seasons go. It's going to be a year or more. Yeah. And that's like, yep. I, I don't, you know, it, it really Adina, loses something like that. Adina, Adina, Ugh. let, write it up. We'll get your first three signatures right <sighs> here. Okay. 
And and let's take let's put this on our Facebook page. Let's go to let's spread it all around to all the other Star Trek pages we're all a part of and mm-hmm. groups we're a part of. And let's see if we can get something going. But you know what we need to do? We need to do an old school letter writing campaign, not one of these online petitions. Right. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. It's just a list of names. Who cares? We need bags of mail. A yep. la thir- you know, Miracle on 34th Street to show up uh, on people's yes. deaths. Season, season we're two of, of TOS. Let's yeah. flood them like I they think, did. Yeah, I think, I think Adina, what you're saying about if this was 20 episodes altogether, mm-hmm. this feels much better for me. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. the whole that makes season two pop a little more yes. for me, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thinking of season one and two as one whole mm-hmm. combined season. Um really is like oh well yeah 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 it was great okay. it was so seamless yeah. it was wonderful and the whole thing was just so wonderful mm-hmm. like, all the way through which again yeah. kudos to the creators kudos mm-hmm. to the producers and the people yeah. directing it's... and acting and everything behind the scenes it's there's one the exception except now now and then oh Adina, you were saying something about <laughs> arena so then i had this thought after watching all the Gorn stuff, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's been a while since I've seen the old episode Arena. And I'm, I couldn't remember the details of when Kirk was faced with the Gorn. And so that's the first time, you know, we meet the Gorn. Mm-hmm. Um, what did they know? Did they know whatever? You know, like, how was it introduced and everything? And now that I saw that, I'm completely miserable because <laughs> what we're seeing in Strange New Worlds is... Kirk, Spock, and Scotty, Ahura, four people who are in that episode of the arena all had very direct personal experiences with the Gorn. And in the episode arena, nope, none of that. It's mm. they're meeting them for the first time. They're he first. says the same thing in his review. Oh. Yeah. And so now so going like, to be on the podcast. I don't know what to do in my head. I have to think of, and I, because I was up until then, I've felt that the creators of Strange New Worlds have been trying to really stick with continuity as best they could. Interesting. And now I'm not so sure. And it's hurt. And I'm like, and I liked that. And right. now I'm like, crap, to resolve mm. this, if there, if it isn't a multiverse thing, which again, I know in general, the franchise, we're accepting multiverse, but I, I really thought this was going to be continuous, but this this really breaks that continuity, like really seriously breaks that continuity. Yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Like the only way that you can think about it is the fact that even in the show, they seem to forget their own continuity. They I never know. seem to remember what right. they like. That's the only but way you can. You've got four but it's hard. people on the it's bridge so hard. who all yeah. were at the, who were pretty much at the same event, at least, you know, went to the same events. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, "Yeah, we've never seen this ship before. Mm, Gorn, we've never heard of the Gorn before." Like, uh, do they it, specifically say they've never heard of them before? Well, or do they so, just not mention that uh, they've seen them before? No. So they're so in the episode of Arena, it starts out they're basically brought drawn to a a planet that has a that has like a colony on you know has a mm-hmm. human oh, colony yes, on it, right? And the baseball city. When they go down, you know, right. yeah, when they go down, see that they were destroyed and they're getting attacked. And then they realize there's a ship in orbit and they don't recognize the ship. No one recognizes the ship. No, like they don't know who attacked it. They don't know who did it. So when Kirk and them get back up to the ship, they start chasing the ship, 
chasing right, children. Yeah. No idea who these folks are. And it wasn't till those strange, the Metrons, those other aliens brought the Gorn guy and Kirk, plopped them on the planet. And the Metrons uh, yes. were the first ones to say, hey, so you've been, you know, you and the Gorn or you guys are, you know, you guys are too violent for us. So we're going to make you fight. You're violent, ah, but we're going to make you be violent. I forgot right. about that us. aspect. Right? The and surrogate so, battle. Right. So they, so the, the Metrons uh, are the ones who first said, first said Gorn. And then when Kirk's down the planet, he's got like a little recording device to talk into. So this mm. is where you can get some exposition in. And he's saying, yeah, well, it seems like, you know, this lizard creature and I really am not strong enough and I can't really tell what to do. And I guess I got to make a weapon. And, um, yeah, and he's no, there's no nothing in this episode alludes to there having been anything previous. Plus, yeah, plus they've turned the Gorn. I'm sorry to say, kids, they turned the Gorn into alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they that's because okay. I don't mind that. But, but, but in again, in arena. Now, again, because of the production costs at that time, would they get afford a rubber suit with a monster head on it or, you know, lizard head on it? I would have been happier if they were more humanoid like. You mean more like Enterprise, a, right? Like where we saw the Gordon that. Yeah, oh, they briefly, were very briefly in human. that. Really? Yeah, they were more human like. Yeah. I don't and, remember that. They were I in, mean, the, in the mirror universe when they went like angry evil oh. Captain Archer goes over and they beam aboard the Defiant. I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah. yeah. Good episode. Such a classic. I love it. So again, I I just they 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 turn them into just animals as opposed to very intelligent creatures that have the ability to create, you know, advanced starships, warp drive, transporters, all these things. But still, they their young act like, you know, deranged animals. But, and you know, well, even I'm even okay the with, adult. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'm okay with the young being yeah. very different from anything that we have an analog for because I think that's mm-hmm. what makes it interesting science fiction. The adults clearly, again, they've got starships, and you know, we saw the one in that last episode poking at the computers, trying to figure right. out how to get in. So no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with there being they're they're truly alien to us. And I'm 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 cool with that. I'm just struggling with the break in continuity. Yeah. yeah like how yeah. come nobody you mean like nobody remembers? They didn't mention they were all on the ship together. Kirk wasn't now, part we, of that, but still. I and so I understand, you know, we can't go back and change arena. Okay? No. I get that. So so I wish that the creators of this went into this, I don't know, with a better plan, or maybe like again. Or just not use the Gorn? Not use then? the Gorn? Yeah. Make it just... in the, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's a good point. It was okay tough. when it was, you know, uh, Laanne's story. Right, because then that was fine. it was possible that you could say there was this one ship attack, one place, and maybe mm-hmm. information, not, not enough information got out, mm-hmm. so they don't really know. So that was, so in season one, in the original, you know, the, the first half, I'm going to call it, you know, the first half of season one or season one A, you know, in that first part, it didn't bother me. It's now right. bothering me in this last episode because yeah. now I'm just like, this, I feel like completely destroys that continuity. Right. The I'm, only I'm way they can get around this is that they classify it like they did with the mirror ah. universe. But even that seems like a really well, stupid cop out. Like, it, why would they classify the Gorn if it, they're causing here's trouble? Here's the thing. Here's the only problem with that because I thought I thought about that. But you've got now on so in the arena, yeah, you have still four people who know and they know each other knows right. So what you do 
and I'll say, when classified people know who has classified information, you go into a secure area and you talk mm-hmm. about yeah. it. So I, so I feel like that. So I thought about the classified thing, but I don't think that could work. The only thing I think can save this is, and but this is so hokey. You have some kind of like Q intervention mind wipe, mm, well. mind and data wipe by some Uber, the Metron. <gasps> Maybe the, the Metrons, Metrons could come back. Mm, who knows? Hey, that's a good point. Because you don't want to, good... but the Metrons, and maybe that's it. The Metron, and so wait, this is this, yes, this solves it. The Metrons do that. So when the Metrons encounter them in arena, it's really more like, gosh darn it, these people, they they continue to fight. Well, we're gonna mm-hmm. make them do it again. Yes. Oh my god, that solves everything. You just all right. the problem. So, we, right. we need so to I, contact the folks at uh, Can you call well, maybe, Strange New is, Worlds maybe, Incorporated. Maybe they've already dealt. I mean, they they yeah. they were ready to film the start of season three, so they've done something. They've yeah. got. They've can you call Frakes and see if he Do can? You know what I'm outraged. Go talk at. to the to the <laughs> producers. What's that, Brian? I, if there's something in this season that frustrated me to no end, the Gorn. I'm fine with the Gorn folks. Adina's mm-hmm. not. That's okay. I'm perfect. I slept totally fine at night with this whole Gorn. I didn't think it, about it like she did. I'm fine with the Gorn. It's different. Okay. okay. What I'm upset about this season is that we did not get nearly enough Erica or Oh, Tegan. my God. That's another Melissa thing. Navia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's we need good. more. We need. I loved every second. Mm-hmm. She has some great scenes. Mm-hmm. She is such good. At, she is so such good. Mm-hmm. She is so <laughs> good, good at line delivery mm-hmm. and being that little spark of humor and yep. Yep. whatever. Um, I kept looking for more of her. I mean, we got more Hammer mm-hmm. almost in the one episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, than we do Ortegas. And yeah, so yeah. heck, we I know just... more about Pelia. Pelia? Pelia? Yeah. Carol Pelia. King's character. We know more about her. Mm-hmm. I hope she and Guinan are buddies. Like I hope she hit up Guinan's <laughs> bar at some point <laughs> at, on Earth. No, I'm I'm 100 percent with you because every other main character, we we know at least something about them or their family or where they're from or their we know or about another relationship something and we know yeah so i'm i'm totally with you Brent. we know zippo on erica so and that's since we're talking since we're talking about characters one yeah. question i had was there were new characters introduced or reappeared from the last season that were not reoccurring was there a favorite oh my goodness that were not reoccurring they were not reoccurring the previous season but they are now I I got to say that, I, I got to say who are you say, talking about besides Kirk? <laughs> I yeah, I mean I got to say yeah. I love Captain Kirk in this series. I love yeah, the I'm episode Tomorrow too. and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Yeah. Um and I I thought that was a brilliant episode, a lot of fun, touching, heartwarming, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I love I love how they're doing Captain Kirk in this series. And I yeah, love I'm sorry, Lieutenant Sam. Kirk. He's Lieutenant. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't Lieutenant he? Kirk. But him and Sam are great. Like that whole conversation around their dad and mm-hmm. like them sort of competing with each other. Like, I that's love all Sam perfect Kirk. Because but, we yeah. didn't have any of that in the original series. So there was like nothing really about his dad. So I thought that was a really nice touch. So, 
to while it. I, I like it, I'm still like, this is too much. Like we we know Kirk as a character. He's a pretty well-developed character. Mm-hmm. We have other characters to develop here. Yeah. And while I really did like tomorrow and tomorrow, tomorrow and actually I think when when the we the four of us were talking offline at one point, I mentioned how I thought that Lon fell for him a little too quickly. Mm. In my rewatch, I think I'm changing my mind a little bit because when mm-hmm. I rewatched it, it's like all they actually did was kiss. Yeah. And then I, when I thought about that, I'm like, okay. But I think the reason I thought more was because in the subspace Rhapsody, she's imagining more. That imagining more didn't actually right. happen. Yes, the whole because sequence it was just of her under kiss, the covers. She's I think, right. I think I'm 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 okay with it. Yeah. And and you know, that's I I we have the William Shatner Kirk and mm-hmm. we have the Chris Pine Kirk. But to me, this actor, Paul Wesley, his version of Kirk is so endearing and so likable. Yeah. That whenever he's, I mean, whenever he's on scene, there is something about him that you go, I like this guy. And he's not bombastic and he's not mm-hmm. over the top. He's, you know, that was the one thing when when um, Chris Pine was given the role, he said, I'm not going to try to channel William Shatner. And this guy has gone further away from that, but he's established his own identity and the way that he delivers He's a likable guy. So, yeah. and, and and also Carol Kane's character is adorable. I don't think she's going to survive yeah. because if they brought in <laughs> Scotty now. Well, here, but, but here's the thing yeah. with, with her character. Like, so I like Carol Kane. Mm-hmm. I like the concept of her character, but I don't feel like her character has really been delivering as much as, she, you know, should. I like, though, that last little bit of interaction between her and Scotty. Yeah, I think that can only help her. I that think was that, very interesting. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I do think I do think this is kind of a veiled or unveiled attempt at bringing in a Guinan type character mm-hmm. into the show, Maybe. which mm-hmm. which you know, Whoopi Goldberg came and went throughout Next Gen, even in the films, um, mm-hmm. and then in Picard too, which was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was yeah. so great yeah. seeing mm-hmm. her uh, again in that role. But I think this is an attempt to do a Guinan type character. And I, again, maybe season three will paint it. We'll get an episode or two more where she gets some more meat. I thought her mm-hmm. introduction mm-hmm. was that in tomorrow and tomorrow. Well, no, she, uh, we D- met her before for, yeah. yeah. In the first but then episode. we learned about her in, in tomorrow and tomorrow. Yeah. Right. More. Cause she came I, in at the last episode. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or so, just kind of like the last episode where she came in to replace hammer. Yeah. And then yeah. she has been kind of like in there. She's she's been very sporadic. She's not as she wasn't like the chief engineer in all these other episodes series where it's a main character. Yeah. She was kind of well, a supporting character. Except for um Discovery, which is a whole other issue with uh I can't think of her name. She's a really great chief engineer. She's a comedian. She was oh, treating liquor. Oh, yeah, Tig Toro, which was great. Yeah. But so underutilized. So I feel yes. like yeah, they're making the same kind of mistake mm-hmm. where you have this really compelling character mm-hmm. and she's not being utilized oh. enough. I'm gonna and say then, something. Of course, there's Una. Go ahead. I'm gonna say a little something a little Go ahead, gender-ish. Adina. Maybe the people writing don't know how to write a female engineer and haven't been able to since Bellana Taurus. Uh, that's mm. possible. I mean, there hasn't really been a 
female engineer since Balana, mm-hmm. yeah, who's had like significant storylines and dialogue. And even her character, I would say there were some times that were was not didn't feel mm-hmm. right sometimes either. Oh, I think there, there was a struggle. Okay. Yeah, much, much, much better than this, but I think okay. that's like just a Voyager issue, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, like, yes. I would say right. Any of those issues were that, but I feel like here with, with Tig and now with Carol Kane, they might just be struggling writing a believable, you know, because uh, now so I, again I don't I, know. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. But well, it seems moving... like I've got go I ahead, haven't Chris. disagreed this much with Adina in a long time. Aww. I was going to say, but it seemed like this is like a, an issue with Strange New Worlds where they they create such amazing characters, but then they underdevelop them. Like, of course, you have Ortega, and then you have Una. And I think she got a little bit more stuff this season, but still not enough. And then even Pike, I think, Adina, you were mentioning that a lot, too, that Pike was sort of underused this season. Well, like, he was he was had to be away from the series for a period of time. But it didn't right. feel as bad when you put the two seasons together oh, into one the big season. Together. Then it doesn't, it really right. didn't feel that okay. bad. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, uh. so now that we've talked about a little bit about new reoccurring or appearing characters, of the regulars on the series... Who do you think stood that's out harder. in your mind? Oh, I feel like that's in easy. the season. I feel like this is almost Ooh. like a horror story, just in general. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Really? I do. Oh, I disagree again. <laughs> See, it's it's hard for me. Like it's I, I want to say Pike because he's amazing, but Chapel is also just so good. <laughs> and she's like a fully functional real character, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I care about her, and she's, uh So, and then, but Spock is also so great. So yeah. it's really hard to say. Yeah, I, I, I think you brought a good point that each one of the characters, except for poor, <laughs> the, the helmsman, um, <laughs> they've all really had standout moments in the series. Uh, yeah, you know, the second episode was purely about number one. And how she had the defense and then the rights of individuals. And that was really, you know, what Star Trek was all about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to say, amongst the singers in Subspace Rhapsody, she had a remarkable voice, even though the actress who plays uh, La'an and the one who plays Aurora these are professional singers who have recorded and been on Broadway and so on. Mm -hmm. But she came off as really, really good. And I have to say the one scene with her and Kirk dancing and singing, it's, it was almost like I was watching Mary Poppins. It was, it was like, that could have been Julie Andrews. That could have been Dick Van Dyke. Mm -hmm. They had such good chemistry in that little scene. And it was her or in the scene where she is with, Lana and she's discussing with her in song. Mm-hmm. Her, she came off really so well. That one, that song. So she has a, a a great voice. I will not argue with that. But that yeah. song. What are we talking La'an, about again? Are we talking about uh, well, Chapel or uh, Una? I oh, sorry, not Una. Well, now we're talking about Una. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when Una did that song confused. where she's singing to Laan mm-hmm. about keeping secrets and telling whatever, I, that was probably my least favorite song in the episode just because it felt slow and Mm -hmm. i didn't understand like why did she turn off gravity for a minute there's a rule in musical writing though adina yeah 
in every single musical ever written, produced, performed, whether it's for television or the stage, mm-hmm. there is a slow dragging part. Oh, that was a slow dragging part for me. There, I just, I'm telling you, you name a musical, let me watch it. I'll find the slow dragging part that you could take it out of the film, out of the story, and everybody would say thank you because now mm-hmm. we can move along. Guys and doubt, Do- guys and dolls. Mm-hmm. has several slow dragging moving parts that when you see it, watch it on the classic film with Sinatra and Marlon Brando and all those guys, slow moving parts and songs that are just like, come on, let's get on to the next great that, number. Well, it was that. And I think that's me. the yeah. same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same for this there. There's just, it's inevitable. I don't know if it's intentional, mm-hmm. um, but I just think there's, it's hard to write that many really great songs yeah but it was a good sure. conversation though like regardless of the song oh, it, I like moved the, the, it progressed it, the yes, development yes. the characters but i feel like yes that could have been compressed into two or three lines of dialogue and then move on why did they turn off gravity why did she turn so, off gravity so because they, they were like together why yes because it's fun sometimes when you're having an emotional moment you need to float Yes. Yes. I believe this? I can fly. They always say that. <laughs> just, that's what it is. You know, it's the Batman moment. But uh, so, Steve, to answer your question, mm-hmm. I, for me, there were two standouts from our main characters. And, and there were several, but these are my two favorite. I mentioned uh, loving tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Christina Chong was superb oh. in mm-hmm. that episode. She carried that episode. And I think she had some other really fantastic moments this season and season one. But then my other favorite, just as far as how they got to come out and just show us a different side of them, is um, Dr. Mbega, played by Babs Alison Makun. I mean, he had some moments this season. Yes. That Mm -hmm. riveting. I mean, he had a whole episode. Um, dealing with PTSD that was just, but uh, it just, so for me, those two are my standouts. Um, mm-hmm. that, but again, I got to say, I I love uh, the charades episode. I love when Spock uh, had to, uh, he was fully human for a time. That was so much fun. That though. was hilarious. That was, was, and you know, that's the thing about this series is that it seems like there's a funny episode, lighthearted one. There's a serious one, lighthearted, serious. They, it, it wasn't just all serious. Yeah, and can it I wasn't all a, just silly. Can I ask yeah. the the group a question, Steve? Sure, please. What do you guys What do you guys think? Um, I don't have this notes in front of me. I assume we're gonna maybe ask what our favorite episode of the season was. But mm-hmm. what was our least favorite episode? Well, actually, you that was one of the questions I had. So let's start off with. Is there a least favorite episode amongst us? And Adina, do you have one? I think I can guess. Well, are you sure you can guess? I think so. Okay, guess. <laughs> I'm guessing you're the first, like the premiere was your least favorite episode. Well, the broken circle. Watching it. Oh, broken circle. That's what it's yeah. called. Yes. Uh, you know, rewatching it, it wasn't. I don't know. It was much better on the rewatch because mm-hmm. it, it felt like it flowed better and it was a good better in between the end of season one or the te- episode 10 mm-hmm. versus episode 12 so you know i don't know um it was certainly not my favorite you know one but like um 
among the Lotus Eaters and Lost in Translation, they were both okay, but I had, you know, they weren't my, they weren't my, I guess it's just more like they weren't my favorite, you know, mm-hmm. they were, they were fine. But Lost in Translation, the, the reason why it bothered, that one bothered me is, and again, they do things like this in all Trek things because we have mm-hmm. a main cast and we focus on the main cast, but come on, you have a, a, an ensign who is hallucinating. And you're letting her walk around the ship with a phaser to help you search for whatever. Like, yeah, I was I was struggling with how like far that went. Where like Mm -hmm. these these intelligent people who are trained to do things, they're like they're letting her walk around with a phaser to help search for stuff. (laughs) They should be. I would like you know, (laughs) uh, Dina. I would like to publicly state because I've disagreed with you so much this episode. I agree with you. Yay! Yay. That was stupid. That bothered me too in that episode. Mm -hmm. And I think you just made me choose i i thought my least favorite was among the lotus eaters but i think you just helped me decide that lost in translation was my least favorite yeah but there's so many things i did like about that episode oh every yeah. episode yeah. i think yeah. i think every episode this season has a lot to offer and if you look for it yeah a lot of charm it's they're so well done even among the lotus eaters like mm-hmm. i just is a terrifying concept in one way where you lose your memory and you you know you're, you every morning is new and you got to figure it out you know terrifying concept but i just the only reason it worked at all is because of the production value mm-hmm. and because of the actors mm-hmm. doing I, such yeah. a good job of pulling it off i found if there was any level of cheese in this season it was on that episode even yeah. i mean i just that's where for me it didn't quite work yeah I mean, it was fine. It was a trick. It was a trick episode. And it, it, oh, yeah, it, it felt, felt trick, like a trick sure. episode. It just totally. wasn't one of the, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, and also we got to be honest. We just, we have a 10 episode season. What do we have a 24, 26 episode season mm-hmm. for next gen, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which we all love and uh, are interested in talking about. Even in the best seasons of our favorite Trek, whether it's next gen, oh, yeah. what it mm-hmm. is, if it's discarded, there's always episodes where we go, eh, yeah, yeah. It might know? be time for Sub Rosa, though. I but it's easier that to do. Oh, because, I, like, know. because I, I've watched so much and I'm like, I'm in the I mood for more TNG, <laughs> but I'm like, have nothing else to watch. I'm like, I guess I got to do Sub Rosa and maybe the mediator episode with uh, Troy. <laughs> To to, to quote them, stay on target, Chris. Stay on target. Do yeah. you stay have on from this stay season? On target. Stay on target. From this season, do you have one or two episodes since Adina's mentioned two and Brian said two? Is there two that or at least just one that you were not impressed with? Well, it's hard because I like them all, but if I had to pick one, I would say episode just the first episode. I don't think it was the strongest of the series, but what I did love, like all of it being underwhelming was worth it to me just to see Spock getting drunk with the Klingons. Like that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. That part was amazing, but I thought the episode wasn't bad. It just wasn't as strong as the mm-hmm. other ones. Mm-hmm. Cool. For for me, I agree with you, Adina. Among the Lotus Eaters and Lost in Translation. Uh, Trent, the problem with Lost One as you, is that you have one particular woman who's hearing voices and she convinces Pike 
to convince the Federation to blow up a massive refinery. Mm-hmm. Now, they could have just shut it down and it wouldn't be doing the damage it was doing. No. Well, that was yeah, they, no, they, able they, ta- to. they talked about that in that shutting it down was not good enough. That, that, that they, they actually said that in dialogue. I, I caught know, that on the just, rewatch. I know, but it just seems a little, but the rest of it was, you know, it it was strong. I enjoyed the rest of it. It just seemed like the conclusion was a little like, okay. Well, it was, but also let the ensign send the command to fire. Like that, again, that was my problem with that episode was that you again hallucinating for, by that time she's not hallucinating anymore, but, but still that was a little, yeah, little much for an ensign. See, my issue was it was a little close to, um, uh, the famous Janeway line, there's coffee in that nebula from that episode. <laughs> because it's yeah. another, like, they just we, need to go to a nebula to get energy, but then it turns out there's an alien. Well, and I'm like, yeah, it's that's been done a lot. Like, still an mm-hmm. interesting episode. Yeah, But yeah. the security thing, I just feel like security on starships have always been so lax. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things I noticed, a issue with the the season finale was that Gorn who was trying to access the computer. I feel like if I'm entering in a password so many times, it'll just lock me out of the account. And so it I feel usually like, does. Yeah, it so usually, I'm just surprised. Yeah, especially the banking ones. Bankings the, are very um, secure that way. I yeah, tell the you this. computer was like, okay, you can keep entering in your command codes, or we're not going <laughs> to wipe you out. Well, it could have been that that was already like so disconnected from whatever, you know, since the ship was like in such a state of disarray. Oh, okay. I'll that buy that. Maybe yeah, that yeah, just, yeah. It's just uh, the that user interface panel, and there's really nothing happening behind this. I'll tell you it. this, though, guys. I want to go backwards for just a quick second. Please do. Captain Picard, Captain Sisko would have sent Uhura's butt to the sick bay and said, don't mm-hmm. come out until this is over. Mm-hmm. Now, I like Pike a lot. I like him a lot. But that would have never happened under Picard's yeah. right. Well, he would have well, tried a... to not let it happen, but she would have gotten out well, of six. And anyways. that would have been better. That would have been I would have been fine with her getting out, you know. But yeah. the fact that they were they which let people her. did right, they left yes. sick bay all the yes. time when they weren't supposed to. Right, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. That that I can I can handle that. Mm-hmm. You know, just to some degree, I can handle that. Okay, but yeah. the fact that they were okay with her being out and wandering out, like. I'm sorry. If someone's hallucinating, I don't want them anywhere near with me with a phaser in their hand. That's right. not good, especially since she she punched Kirk. So she's clearly hallucinating in ways that can hurt other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we we're all in agreement. Yeah. Those two we got at least yeah. three. But we now now let's three. let's 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 channel goodness. <gasps> What are your top three episodes? Oh my gosh. And if you can't do three, one or oh, two so or three. Yeah. And just so a easy. quick reason why. A quick reason why. Not let's because it's easy to compliment. Excuse me. It's easy to complain, but it's hard to compliment. Right. No, it Can is. I go this first? Is easy. Can I go easy. first? Go ahead, Brian, please do. We'll you go see ahead. if it's Adina and I. You, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Adina and I have disagreed so much. She's saying it's easy. Now I feel immense pressure. Okay. Um, okay. Can I, does this have to be three all the way up to one or can I just no particular just order? Which, no, no, it doesn't have to be okay. just, it can be, because we you know, have... if you try to pick your like number one, that's not fair. Yeah. Okay. I thank you. That helps. That, that like. takes the pressure that Adina yeah, placed absolutely. on me just now off totally. No I, can't do it. I, I guess for me, <laughs> this is the easiest thing ever. Okay. Just Good. So we have yet me. to talk about 
the fantastic episode that is at Astra Pura Spura. Um, oh, that and, was not where I was going. <laughs> so that ep- that episode was tremendous. Tremendous guest stars in that. I just I, that was a riveting episode and a hard hitting episode that made me have all the feels like the first duty in the next generation did where Wesley Crusher gets in trouble for mm-hmm. lying with the Academy people. Just and watch that. Yeah. I just, I, that's one of my favorite next gen episodes, but this, this one was a superb courtroom drama just done. It, you don't have to be a Star Trek fan and you would enjoy this episode. This is an episode I will tell somebody to watch. Who's never watched Star Trek before. It's that good. Okay. Okay. Uh, and also I loved uh, uh, Under the Cloak of War was an incredibly oh, yeah. gut wrenching. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best ones of the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, ladies and gentlemen, it's a t- it's a toss up. I love Tomorrow and Tomorrow, but I'm gonna say I love that they went for it and they did it and they did it well. I'm gonna say Subspace Rhapsody. Yeah, me too. Okay. Top three episode two. Adina, okay. How do you stand with your fellow compadre here? Totally more conflict, kind op- of uh, opposite. Um, dun, dun, dun. Okay. Not say completely opposite, but like my my top episode this season, top episode this season, top episode of all two seasons, possibly top episode of like any trek in the last ten years. Don't do it. These Don't do old it. scientists. No, I loved that so Yay. freaking much. I I mean, like that was just. So happy, grinning ear to ear every single second of that episode. And the second time I watched it in the same day, the first time, and then the third and fourth times I've seen it since. I love that episode so much. Excellent. Um, And and the others. So, well, so I would say tied for second Mm -hmm. in that is a combination of subspace rhapsody, subspace rhapsody. It's not easy to say. It's not. Um, And tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, and the thing is, is at Astra Peraspera, and I, I liked it a lot. Um, I know no issue. No, I don't think I even had any issues with it. But just, I, you know, it was cool. But it was, you know, a legal, it's a legal drama episode. And it was interesting. It was important. It was cool. It was done well. It, it fit in with everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, it wasn't as science fiction-y as where I like, you know, like I could have been watching law and order. Barry and, Mason in space. Yeah. They're yeah. genetically enhanced. Okay. It is a law and order. Hey, we have, we have, we have today there's legal issues over stem cell research and other things. So, sure. so this, this really isn't that far um, mm-hmm. from reality, but possibly. So again, it was a, it was a great episode. And I agree if you're saying, Hey, watch the, if you've never seen Trek before and you want to watch something, watch the, I'm sure. Because mm-hmm. cool, you don't need you. to know anything almost to, right. to watch that. Now, now I do want to say, I want to qualify my frustration with those old scientists. Okay. okay. I'm not a fan uh, of, what is the show? What's the show even? Lower, Lower Decks. 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 Sorry, no yeah, disrespect. I, I just couldn't Decks remember. So Lower Decks. I'm not a fan. I can't get into it. It's okay. Um... I've just chosen not to take the time. Perhaps if I really dove into it, I would like it and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But I thought this episode was extremely well done. I was even I I was 
very skeptical like how are they going to do this you know they did it well the actors they they played their characters well it was hilarious the riker over the saddle the riker. <laughs> you know there's One ton- word, I, I laughed my face off in this episode i just i i felt mm-hmm. like there were a few other stronger episodes so that's okay. why uh, see that okay. was still that's my favorite good. But the okay. the one I want to take the issue with is the under the cloak of war, um, it, it, good, incredibly well acted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Benga's character was very, 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 very well done. But what I'm struggling with with that episode, and and I think possibly the concept of the state of therapy at this point is in the real world. Folks knew enough or thought the concept of counseling was important enough in the real world 1980s to put a counselor, not not just like as a, as a main character on the show and on the bridge, she was part of the bridge crew. So in the real world, they knew this was important enough. And now here, and especially my rewatch of the full season, the full two seasons early on, there was some implied stuff that La'an was getting help and therapy for her trauma with the group. Mm-hmm. So now we've had a war. People know and understand trauma. It's clear that Pike and Una, they recognize their colleagues and friends are having it. Where the heck is the help or the implication right. that these folks are getting help? I have a really big problem. And the thing is, given how Trek normally tries to illuminate, hey, society, real world society, you need these things. The fact mm-hmm. that they are not, they they had the perfect episode in which to do something like that. Right. And they didn't. Well, See, and another <laughs> thing, Adina, one thing you notice from other series is starting with TOS, McCoy was the grounding voice of he would talk reason he was the one who tried to keep i'm not talking about talking he, reason no I'm no no let me finish therapy. let me finish and going well but that's you're saying who's the counselor right but yeah an actual enterprise. therapeutic counselor not right. someone but, who's just there as a counterbalance for dialogue since t since this is after tos since this is after tng is after tos after enterprise and on enterprise it was you know it was Flox who was the one who kept people grounded or they could go to and talk to and deal with their situations that they did have. But then it seems like by the time they got to T- TNG, they said, we need to have a main character who can be the counselor specific to deal not only with the emotions of the crew, but the emotions of other people to interpret them to help the captain make decisions. So on what yeah, but decisions she, but he should make. Sure, but she was truly a, a she was a therapist. Yeah. It was yes, I mean, and, she was there to help help the captain make decisions too, but she right. was a therapist. Was the, that was her yeah. primary that job. was her yeah. that was yeah. her job. And the fact that when as we learned about her and like her background, like working with um Tam Eldrin and Tin Man, she mm-hmm. was a therapist. Yeah. So the fact that again in real world 1980s, 
They yes. thought it important enough to do that. What the heck has happened where we've kind of taken a step back? That's what true. I wish they would have done okay. was included a therapist here, even if it's not a main character, just the understanding that that therapy is there and available and possibly make some excuse for why maybe and if we never saw it in, in the original series because right, you know, right. the discontinuity. Yeah. I think they, similar to other discontinuities they've easily solved, I think they could have okay. easily solved this one. But I'm, I'm very upset. I'm, I'm like legitimately upset since- of course, I know people in real life who struggle yes. with this stuff. And it's important that everyone understands that this is real and people need help. And mm -hmm. the fact that Trek did not shine the light on the help aspect and how important and normalizing help is, where I feel like they have in other times in Trek, I'm I'm very disappointed. Okay. But see, I'm, I'm mixed because I hear you and I agree they should have had a counselor or a therapist. But I just feel like it's hard to fault them for that because Voyager could have used a therapist and they never, ever mentioned that. They even have an episode where they are like, legitimately, all of these senior staff, they're all suffering from PTSD for that war they were never even involved in. And that's permanent. It's never going to go away. But they never, ever mentioned a therapist or help. Cisco could have used a therapist. They all could have used it. Yeah. It's just. Actually, I shouldn't knock DS9 because they did have a counselor. Mm -hmm. It just frustrates me that the one counselor character couldn't help Rom. He had to go to the holodeck. Well, I think, but... I think too, there's a difference, though. Uh, and again, I think, Adina, you make really strong points. And it was a bit surprising that there wasn't more of a resolution, here's the help you need altogether. But mm -hmm. I think also, like... I think that the the other parts of the crew were surprised as well because sometimes mm -hmm. that can rear its ugly head mm -hmm. in you know you hide it you hide it you hide it well, they didn't what what I wish they would have done is talk about at least say hey there was counseling done at some point that that you alone know what would I mean? help it, yes and, and yeah. even yeah. little so, they don't need them they don't need an actual character yeah but just some like dialogue to say that, that right it's right. there, it's are. available, you know. But like... it's just it's okay. just that that type of thing in having that trigger in the Klingon ambassador, you know. Um, I think also there's just this just who the drama it presented and not in choosing for whatever reason not to go that route. And and it. let me ask this question, which is at the end he kills him. Mm -hmm. Where's the ramifications of that since they were trying to bridge, about that. <laughs> bridge a relationship he kills them and there where is the inquiry where is the in investigation the reasoning behind was he would he have been charged with attempted murder for killing someone at that important, would the Klingons just stand back and go hey you well, killed this guy that's well, good job he, care. He the Klingons don't care he depicted Huh? Yeah, he's, he's working for like, the Federation. He defected. Right, right, right. But if even you so, the Federation right then would have investigated yeah, well, it yes, because he was. Yeah. The the I think he they left it. Yeah, he, yeah, he really was yes. the mm -hmm. I'll have to watch that episode yeah. again then. Okay, yeah, so well, there you go. And again, I think they they kind of made the implication that they're all assuming it was self defense that the the mm. dude attacked Mbenga. And I think that that's what they're they're trying to imply to basically you know for protect you know him. Chris, do you have three? Yeah, two yeah. or so, one? Three. So I'd say okay. Subspace Rhapsody is number one for me. 
Okay. I love that. I love musicals. One, I think it's one of the funniest lines of Star Trek that people aren't talking about is the fact that we're not lying so much, but just a situation where Lanan has to say to Pike, this is all cute, but this is a security risk because people are revealing their innermost, darkest, deepest thoughts. And I love that. I think that's hysterical. It's like, yes. You mean like a, a private great... conversation? I'm having a yeah. private conversation. This is a private conversation. Exactly. Oh, what am I doing mm-hmm. in front of my crew? I'm having so a private good. conversation. Yes. And then I'd I'm say, sorry, go ahead. That was really um, cute. These old scientists is number two, uh-huh. and then charades number three. I like tomorrow, <sighs> tomorrow, and tomorrow because, of course, it's Toronto. Loved it. But like <laughs> those three episodes for me, just even made, even uh, French fries with gravy was talked about. Thank French fries with gra- for gravy that. and he Canadian money on television. <laughs> Captain yes, Kirk was holding right, Canadian you're money right. when he was when he was gambling. <laughs> we never get to see that. I know that was very good. You're right. I've never been that. so excited to see Canada in a Star see? Trek episode than I was. And was that? Is there really that bridge they blew up? Is that bridge uh, does exist? I believe so. I feel like I drive past it all the time. Okay, I just was wondering. You see, they yeah. they were being very they were being very accurate about such things, and that was actually very very good. And I like that. Um, for me. I can't pick a number one because these three episodes are the ones that I could sit and watch again and again and again. And they are, without a doubt, Substates, Subspace Rhapsody, which I watched last Sunday. I, it just makes me smile. Yeah, It's just so enjoyable. And at the end, when they all get in, like, what are we going to do? So we need a big finale, kids. Well, that's always like in the big musicals. We need the big finale where everybody sings and everybody dances. And we got to see our old friend Bruce play a Klingon. Oh, that was cool. And I think they covered up his bad eye with that yeah. with that uh, <laughs> a patch. So it was fun to see him on stage do that. And then going into Korean K-pop. <laughs> I mean, that was yeah. just... That I was, was surprised. Like people were surprised by that. I was expecting Klingon opera. I thought for sure it's going to be Klingon opera. Yes, but this was better was because I, the the you know I was talking to a coworker of mine this morning about that mm-hmm. because the lines that they got to say because if they went into Klingon opera that's not yeah, necessarily you embarrassing you know they yeah. were. You know, They're very proud of their Klingon. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But this, this is embarrassing. So the lines that they got to say at the end of it, like, oh my God, this is disgraceful. We will kill you for this disgrace. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't have worked after the Klingon opera. But yep. so oh. right. um, also, without a doubt, and I agree, lost those old scientists. So daring. It could have gone mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> it was so well done. I love, sorry. Brian, but I love Lower Decks, and I didn't like it to begin with, and then I watched it again, and I love it, and I think it's hilarious. And the fact that at the end of the episode, or actually, Elaine pointed out, she goes, the opening sequence was all in animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which was really cool. She caught that before I did. And then the very end, they, you know, when they're the characters from Strange New Wars, so they're animating, like, look at my arm. It does this <laughs> kind of quizzing. That was very well done. And the two actors that they had playing their voice characters mm-hmm. became their real characters. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, they always say a lot of times that they, in animation, they base the drawing of the character on the voice of the actor who plays it. And boy, did they get that right. These guys mm-hmm. look great and they were super. But the one that just, I think, is a remarkable episode is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. You know, my favorite Star Trek episode still to this date is Shuttle Pod 1. And why? 
because it's a bottle episode. And this was really a bottle episode. Very low production costs, all shot where really? they're filming. Mm-hmm. You, you think of it, how much how much special effects went into making this? Were Very they had a little big car chase. That's they had a driving blow up. All they had, well, that's that is one little thing, but I mean, the car chase. Hey, that was a very cool Dodge Char- Challenger that they raced with, and it was really a sequence that. And the relationship between the two characters, much like again, where and they didn't fall in love, but you know, Trip and Malcolm, they bond a friendship, and here they bond this friendship when they were thrown together which was very, very well done. Um, I absolutely love it. And for us Star Trek Enterprise characters, does this make us start to wonder if Future Guy was a Romulan agent from the future that came back to try to disrupt things? Because you talk about the temporal war, Cold War, you talk about Mm. transporting, trying to disrupt or destroy the Federation. Was this, you know, did this give credence to who that character was? So can I can I actually air a complaint, a slight grievance with the episode based on your comment about Temporal Cold War? Okay. So when she specifically says a cabal, it's a cabal of people, I thought surely it's going to be the Suliban because the Suliban were always pawns the future guy and their organization was the Suliban cabal. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why not have them be Suliban? Why had to be Romulans all of a sudden? That's my only well, point. But it seems like in in the Enterprise, the future guy is never known who it is. Yeah. You don't see a you don't see a face. You don't even see an image of who it is. It was mysterious. So the question is: Are there going to be a tie-in about that in the future? Will they have additional time travel episodes? In the coming third season, we'll have to see. I, I would hope they would address it because yeah. they end the temporal cold war by the time of discover with like we don't even time travel anymore. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if they could bring back future guy, I would support that because that was always yeah. like kind of annoying that they just never they never explained they never it. Yeah. explained it. And then the fact that he was so helpful, but and I will also um, say that I truly loved. I laughed all through charades. Yeah, that was that fun. was that was so a lot of funny. Fun. I mean, just to see him having to act like a teenager Mm -hmm. was so great. It was so funny. And just when he, I mean, the whole sequence of him going, what is this? Oh, it's bacon. And he ate a pound of it. So well done. So So funny. (laughs) It's really, it's really, I give this again, this season credit for allowing to have enjoyable episodes besides very serious ones. And that's what I'm Can I ask one question of concern? please. What what about that lady who is now convicted of shoplifting, who was just hanging oh out like in tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow? She's just hanging out. She's at root. She's well, having a good day, and then all of a sudden, Kirk puts the wallet in her, and now she's a shoplifter. Like yeah. that's well, got to no, mess Leanne, her up. Leon did that, not Kirk. Did, oh, yeah. right, but right. Yeah, maybe, right. maybe not. You know, it was just the distraction they needed to walk but, out the door. But maybe she's again. She's again. They're probably for the one little thing. They might. If this is a woman who's never had anything bad happen, ever, the chances are it was probably an inconvenience in her day. Like maybe she was so. but it's probably not <laughs> nothing more than that. Her life is not ruined over that. I hope but, so. Good. I feel a lot better about it? that because I'm like, that's kind of stressful. Like imagine her boss finds out about this. It's like, well, you were shoplifting. Somebody put it there. Like, or or just 
Who? People again, from the future. You could possibly yeah. even say maybe it got knocked. You know, she, that was a big bag she was carrying. Maybe it just knocked in. You know, like, again, if this is someone who's never done anything wrong in her life, or maybe she is actually a criminal, like, a criminal shoplifter. And, this, and Leon helped get her like caught earlier than she would have been otherwise. <laughs> I like that, too. That's good. See, That's I'm pretty here good. to solve your problems. Thank you. That's two well, for two today. Any other thoughts that you want to share about this season? Except oh. the fact that why does it have to be only 10 episodes? Why does it stop? Please make more episodes. Yeah. You can, know? We, can we chat about the enterprise itself? Because this is the thing where I'm having the, where I'm having to like, just like suspension of disbelief and recognize it's a TV show. You have to make it look good. But the fact that Kirk gets kind of a crappy version, he doesn't have a wet ready room, small quarters, it just like general crampness, and I just wonder, like, is there is there an in-universe explanation as to why this Enterprise looks so much nicer on the inside? Okay, or do we just go with the fact thought. that this is a modern set? I, I they want to make so. it look visually appealing. That. I think yeah. you just have to do that. Well, here's one thing. Here's one thing. In this particular season, they mentioned that there's only 200 crew members on the Enterprise, and in Kirk's time, I believe he says there's 400. Oh, yeah, 400. How much? I thought it was five, but it could be. Chris might know better. It's definitely somewhere in that that range. So So maybe that's a good explanation. If you double the crew, during some time in the last 10 years, it may have been refitted, and that shrunk down the quarters to make room for an addition, twice the crew, because you couldn't weren't changing the like explanation. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that. And, I, and again, the same thing. If you look at the nacelles, they're more like the NX01 illuminated nacelles, and it has more of the metallic look to it than the NX01. So it, it's almost like at some point yeah. they retrofitted it, they clean you know, they made it simpler, more concise because there wasn't as much but room to work with. Let's be honest though. Okay. Mm-hmm. As if we haven't been all episodes. <laughs> I've been lying to you. This whole time. <laughs> That's not what I'm implying. Oh my gosh. Chris. Do we really think that they will ever go back to what the original Enterprise looked like? Or do we think. No, of course I don't, not. I don't, I, you know, I I mean, don't think so. We, we talk about such things to explain away and help us with our yeah. imagination and how we mm-hmm. do stuff and continuity because we care about such things as Star Trek fans. But I don't think. In actuality, they'll ever go back to that style. I don't no. think so. Because I think it's only... just not as honestly. Th- that's what they had to do. Yeah, no, I think so. I think the only way they could do it is if at the very end of the series, when they're like, "We're not making any more," that's it. It ends with the old bridge, but that's like a, like Captain a ten Kirk. second, but, you know, what two they... minute shot. But I don't think it's worth doing because it. It's just you have to understand, like it's like we're trying to appeal to a modern audience, and modern yeah. audience is not going to believe that a spaceship in the future will look like 1960s Enterprise. Yeah, modern audience, a lot of modern audience might not ever go watch the original too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to, in defense of the other Star series, Wars, Star we watched, Wars, uh, we started, sorry, yeah, we watched uh, Ahsoka. Oh, I started that tonight. I That's all. I'm halfway yet. through no, episode no, one. But I'm, so good. What, I'm not going to get. No, I'm not going to. But the fact that. For, this, for the sake of. Hold on, Steve. For the sake of this episode, we are recording this on the 23rd of August. Right. For yeah. continuity's sake, for those of you wondering. 
And no for some spoilers, reason, it was no on last night because we watched it last no night. But anyway, I'm what I'm getting at is so that no spoilers. through all the different series that they've had, they've maintained the same continuity of cheap sets mm-hmm. that were established in A New Hope. And I give them credit for keeping that continuity of look. That the yeah. the you if it's you look a, just a, look but, at the look at the 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 spacecraft the interiors yeah. the way they're done I think I don't like your like, choice of words Steve cheap oh. is not a good word yeah, yeah. rough Nin- looking in 1976 older, when they were making looking, it okay you know what I mean yeah, like, no, no, like, it was like these are these are you these spaceships you, have been used, used they've been through, right they've been so through but they've but kept they were, the continuity they have, they've kept the look and that's absolutely a big difference real world difference between 1966 and 1977 right like the mm-hmm. leaps and bounds in the look and the styles of the time and what they were able to do has mm-hmm. also like a world apart that 10 years like is and a world and, apart and that's that's why it's been go so good that in the continuity of the prior series yeah tng voyager deep space nine they had that continuity of look that was established mm-hmm. By Mike Okuda. Thank you very much, Mike, for doing that. And they kept it all the way through. It wasn't until Discovery that they decided to go a different direction. At least with JJ, we have an excuse. Different timeline can look different. But but we have an excuse again, here, too. Yeah. You can't take L cars it, that started in like Next Generation ish time or sometime after TOS and bring that back into Discovery time. You can't no. do that. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't. But and so it's so it's okay. So they. But I've know. often well, wondered, that's... though, I'm with Steve, where I've always been curious about, like, why is it that Star Wars is able to, like, they don't have to change their look, and it's fine. It's because but... of again where they think about their starting point. Their starting point, Star Trek and Star Wars starting points, were two mm-hmm. different starting points. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you had Star Wars started as just a couple movies, where you right. had Star Trek started as a series. And then came back as a couple movies, but a series, and then different. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. Com- I don't think it's fair to compare but these. Can, but you this... can still say the same thing, though, because like if you were to like, with the exception of, and this is a a major Picard season three spoiler, which I'm sure is old news now. But like the way that the Enterprise worked was like it was cool because you could see the D, and it was for that two parter episode, and it was a one time thing. You could not have, say, the bridge of the Voyager as the main bridge for a new star trek series no. for new it, fans so uh, but but you could the enterprise d you, doesn't really work for a modern audience i think mm-mm. either it's worked well, for us because of the nostalgia right that's what i mean so but why can star wars how is star wars able to there's something about their technology I, because, I think it's because george of where they started lucas with. got freaking lucky yeah. with how he did it originally mm-hmm. and it works now it's mm-hmm. it's more of a timeless Feel mm-hmm. when you beat stuff up and you make it look older and rougher around the edges. And you don't have carpet. It's yeah. It's no, just I think. Well, no, and, and, think I'm, that, I'm not joking so about that. I think part about of it. think about our houses, like houses that basically have wood floors. The wood floor, hundred years, like in in the sense yep. of it looks fine in every era. Carpet, yeah. Carpet gets old after a decade. Carpet does yes, not it does. look like and it color choices mm-hmm. change. But yeah. is it also I, because Star Wars is in the past? It's meant to be no. like not the future, no, not no, like yes, our no. future. No. Yeah, no. I don't think that's I, I don't think so. Well, that's very definitive. Wow. Okay. I, 
I just I think, stand corrected. I, and maybe I'm just, it's willing suspension of disbelief for me too, is I just, that's what they established in A New Hope. Okay. And so that's what they've kept on. I do want to mention, because we mentioned the next gen, Deep Space Nine and Voyager, part mm. of those three series having a defining look that you knew was Star Trek, mm-hmm. we cannot go another second without mentioning the great Herman Zimmerman. Yeah, who that who was production designer for those three series and into the next gen films, mm-hmm. the brilliant work he did throughout yep. all those years and helped keep the, the continuity. That, and the people that worked with him and maintained that as well, our good friend Doug and, yep, and Mike and Denise, they 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 were the keepers of the flame of these things. And now I'm going to say this without doubt. I love the look of this enterprise. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yes. I, yeah. I just, I think it is so cool. It is so, they have all the elements they do from the original series. And they it's kept the updated. sounds. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did sounds. you guys hear the Peck Peck? I call it the Peck Peck. Yep. But the, you know what I'm talking about with the yeah. Spocks? I got to listen to it again. Yep. Spock's yep. science station. No. Yep. Like there was mm-hmm. like the Peck Peck. Like the little pings. And like, yeah. Yeah. Pings. yeah. Like yeah. all those like pings and noises right. in the background. Those are all that, and I think that that really works pretty well. And that's true. And and again, I'm I'm not disparaging it, and I don't mean to. I think it's beautiful. I think engineering is absolutely science fiction gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> sick, and I like the fact that everything is well lit. That's one problem I have with Discovery. Everything was so dark. This is a well lit, bright, almost cheerful interior yeah, definitely of the hallways the passageways and they have their own bar where they have fun and i think that's also really good i mean come on that chicago that style routine in uh and in, in in the bar with uh <laughs> nurse chapel <laughs> it was absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. and they had the room to playing. work with it which I it's love. Great. I love that they had like swoop jazz. Yeah. Like space and by jazz. the way, I'm I'm gonna when we're done recording tonight, I'm gonna walk up the stairs and I'm gonna look at my wife and I'm gonna say, "You are science fiction gorgeous." Yeah, she oh, and see what she says. Right. See what she, she might, says. She will probably say, "Go to sleep, Brian. You're hallucinating." <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me to rub her feet or something. More likely. Let's finish by saying, if there's anything else we wish to share, otherwise. I will begin with the closing arguments. One thing, just an apology to everybody from last week. We did not talk about Data and his relationship with the kid. Like we never. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah, that was was so beautiful. Brought that up. That was father son moment. Yes, yes, that really was beautiful in in insurrection. That really was. Yeah, it was all right. It it's all right. Okay, all right. (laughs) All right, right, kids. Well, clearing my throat and saying, and with that, we come to the end of another thrilling mission of the Starship, the big sci-fi podcast. As always, this crew is so appreciative of being part of the Trek Geeks intergalactic network of podcasts. (laughs) We are so proud to be a part of this fine organization. Please, Find it in all quadrants of the galaxy, coming soon to the Romulan Star Empire. As always, we are so grateful to our listeners, who are why we get together from all parts of the North American continent to have these fun and lively conversations. And if you can, please share with us your thoughts on this and any of our other episodes. 
and go to our email address of the big sci-fi podcast at gmail.com and post something there or post something fun and interesting on our Facebook or Instagram page. We truly love what you have to say. Our prime directed, excuse me, our prime directive is always to make sci-fi fun for all. So as always, let me leave you with these closing words. Keep watching the skies. Live long and prosper. Coconut!